Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Zero episode 49 starts right now. Welcome to the program. I'm BD. I'm joined today by Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. We got Charlie Ridley here. Hey, everybody. We got What's going on? And we got an awesome show coming up, and we're just about to get started right now. We have three people on the program today who have seen... Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm one of them. Jenna is one of them. Charlie, have you seen Spider-Man No Way Home? I absolutely not. Aaron, have you seen Spider-Man No Way Home? Nope. Uh, hmm. Who's the third? Hmm. He might be turning his camera on later today. That's just a warning for you, Richard. Okay. Uh, we have a really cool surprise video uh, with Tom Holland, Jacob Adelon, and Zendaya that went live this morning. I hope you will go check that out on the YouTube channel and have some feel-good vibes. Uh, with Layla. Loyal Phase Zero legend listener. Layla got surprised. She got to meet the cast. That was a really cool moment. She showed off some pop figures. It's actually adorable. It's such a great moment. I hope everybody watches that video and has fun uh, and is inspired to do something nice for people. We are not talking any spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home today. It's hard out here in the Twitter streets. I know those spoilers are everywhere. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Not the spoilers, but like them getting out there on today's show. If you drop spoilers in the comment section, you will be banned. Uh, we hate you if you do that, and that's that's all I got to say about that. Uh, and we're going to talk about Hawkeye episode five at the end of the show, so uh, that's going to be full spoilers. So we're saving it for the end, uh, but we're going to start with uh, Spider-Man stuff. Yeah, we are going to talk about our spoiler-free reactions, but I pro- I've, I've shared a lot of that on Twitter. Jenna's going to have a chance to talk about it. Uh, Richard's going to have no choice but to talk about it. Uh, but we're, we're absolutely, I promise you, this will be fully spoiler-free. Uh, we're going to have a bonus episode available in podcast form on Friday with full spoilers where we will really talk about it. So we're not going to spend too much time with reactions because it is hard to dance around uh, and not piss people off with anything that we say. Um, but uh, this is one of those shows where, sadly, I'm going to be talking a lot, I think, because uh, we're going we're gonna to be running through the Spider-Man premiere. And we have some... Um, some cool clips to roll in. You've probably seen a bunch of them on Twitter, but for everybody who is listening and watching, we have those to roll in here as well. Um, so we went to the Spider-Man premiere, uh, myself and Richard and Richard brought the camera. This man was a trooper. I got to shout him out for busting his ass. He worked so hard. He did a great job. Shout out to Richard, to Jim, to Jackie, Jill, John, the writing team that was on, on uh, a Monday night, which includes Charlie and JK and others. Uh, they, we were able to turn some stuff around really quickly, which I don't see anybody else in our space doing, uh, just getting clips up in real time. Uh, and thank you to everybody who watched that, shared that. Thank you. That's even made that possible. I just had to start with that. Uh, the, the night was awesome. It was crowded. It was, the energy was great. Uh, every, all, all the fans who said they listened to phase zero, you're legends. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, very, like, I, I just can't, I'm kind of awestruck when pe- when so many people say they listen to the podcast. When I walk through the, the, the crowd outside Spider-Man, 
and everybody is a, is a fan of the show. That means the world. I know that's not just to me. I know that's the, that means a lot to Jenna and Aaron and Jamie. And I can't wait till we get Jenna out at She-Hulk next year and she gets to experience that. Uh, and we, we get to do this kind of stuff in person again. Um, but so this, the premiere was great. The energy was great. We're going to talk about reactions. But I just want to say, I think security has given up on this movie. Like, I, I, I have never been to a movie premiere where they don't take your phone. They put it in this little bag. That has like one of those pins that when you go to the, the 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 store, it's like the pin that you have to buy the shirt and they have to put it over the magnet to get your shirt so it doesn't set off the alarm. But that pin keeps the phone locked in the case. You can't get it out. I sat next to a guy who was texting the entire movie. I had my phone the entire movie. Richard brought an entire camera bag into the theater. They didn't make him walk at home, which I appreciate. I'm glad he didn't have to walk at home. My man got to go in there and see the movie uh, and not miss the first few minutes by walking back to the hotel to drop the gear off. They just let it in. And now Twitter is the wild, wild west for Spider-Man spoilers. There's photos. There's stuff all over the place. There's you a got whole – There's clips. There's, there's a whole film credits thing. You got to be clear of just – Yeah, there. don't – yeah. Just, I'm it's telling crazy. you, I, I, I love when you guys engage with us on Twitter. I understand if the engagement dips because you guys just get off your phone if you want to see Spider-Man No Way Home. Just this is the, this should be your last stop. It's in theaters in the UK right now. It's playing tomorrow night in the US and a lot of other places. Really, it uh, just, I, I don't know how you're going to avoid it if you're on social media. People mm-hmm. are being dicks. Just yeah. be careful. It's Aaron, so crazy. I, I, I just want to say it's so crazy that it kind of was up to everybody to police themselves. Cause like at my screening last night, there was no like anything regarding our phones. Even I, cause I had to text my boyfriend to be like, Hey, I'm here. Like come meet me in the parking lot. But like, I was waiting until after the credits really started. Cause I was like, I don't even want to have my phone out during like the credit scroll because I don't want to mm-hmm. potentially get in trouble or look like I'm recording anything because I'm obviously not. So it's like, it's crazy that everyone was just kind of left to do their own thing. Like I would expect there to be more security in that regard. That's it's crazy. Why. I'll tell you what, I saw the first 40 minutes here in Nashville. They set up a screening here. Sean O'Connell, for example, saw for first 40 minutes in Charlotte, like a couple weeks ago before the junket, we had to sign all these NDAs and stuff so that we wouldn't talk about it. And I'm still not talking about it, but they flew security out Sony reps from LA to the cities to make sure that we weren't filming anything, that we weren't doing anything that we're not supposed to be doing to sit there and watch us watch the 40 minutes. And then at the premiere, when they showed the whole movie, which had more surprises than the first, and first 40 are good. The next, whatever, 100 and whatever are even better. So it's just crazy that, that, that they didn't there. I don't know. It was a crazy a lack of security in terms of that. I've never seen an event where they don't tag your phones and take them, uh, let alone let entire camera bags into theaters. But listen, it made our night easier. I hate having to get my phone out and waiting in line because I got to get on Twitter and get the first reactions out there. And I'm like, oh, give me my phone. So I didn't have to deal with that. Um, but it has resulted in there is just stuff out there. And I don't know if it's from the premiere or other screenings, but it's out there. So get out, hide your kids. Hide your wife. They're spoiling everybody out here. Uh, but anyway, uh, we got some cool clips to to share. Like we 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 had a we had a pretty a tough spot on the carpet. It was it was towards the end of the carpet, which usually means listen, you, you might not get a lot of stuff. Um, but fortunately, because some people are just like 
we've, we've been fortunate enough to build relationships with some really awesome people through this show and through other interviews and events on comic book. And uh, a few people did stop by and that made me feel really cool. Uh, and we got some really cool content out of it, starting with Simu Liu reacting to Shang-Chi news. We're just going to roll this clip. Sir, you're legend of the Ten Rings. Congratulations on your sequel, I'm brother. I'm doing that. I'm not supposed to be here. Okay. I'm only doing this because, you know. We're we not going to tell anybody. We got a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you. So, listen, you. first of all, I have to congratulate you right. on the success of Shang-Chi. We haven't talked since the movie came out. Oh Congratulations. Thank you. Dude. Have we really not? No, no. Oh, my God. We, we've been busy. You've been, you've been all over the world, dude. It's been a crazy few months. It's been a crazy few months. Okay. But we just found out sequel's on the way. Destin's directing. When did you find that out? What was your first reaction? I guess I wasn't the most surprised, <laughs> given everything that had happened. Um, but I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm so relieved. I was so relieved to hear that that he was, you know, uh, confirmed to come back. I mean, again, not a surprise, but it's just so good to feel the engine turning again and to be like, okay, great, great. We get to tell more story and and you know delve deeper into the characters and uh, and hopefully provide more of those uh, badass fight sequences. First of all, I'm an idiot. Simu Liu was on this show the week after the movie came out. I, I just want to put a disclaimer. They give you a tip sheet when you show up to these things. They send you an email who might be there. They show you pictures of everybody who's going to be there. Simu Liu was not on the list, nor were some of the other people that we talked to. And so I did not prepare to talk to Simu Liu. That was like, oh, he's here. We got to go. Just go, go, go. Excitement. And, and I'm an idiot. So I, 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 we have talked to Simu. He's an awesome dude. But Shang-Chi, too, is on the way. And he's excited. He's not surprised. Charlie, uh, welcome to the program. What do you think? Anything you want to see in Shang-Chi 2? I mean, more uh, more of Shang-Chi. More sailing. <laughs> She's my absolute favorite. Uh, I, I talked to, to, to Meng or Zhang uh, a couple weeks ago, and she's like the most delightful, wonderful person that I've ever spoken to on this planet. She's just so happy all the time. And so for her to like be in more and meet the Ten Rings, like there's a whole thing about Destin doing a series, and I'm I'd be surprised if it wasn't about the Ten Rings. I'm really hoping that's the case. But uh, isn't I mean, that we, where we, we would, yeah. don't you think that's where Jailin is? I, I don't know if this is like, a, I've seen a lot of people talking about this. I don't know if I've read all of the reports thoroughly enough to know, but is, is the Jailin next, is, is Jailin the star of the, the Disney plus show? Or is that just what people are kind of expecting? I, I think that's what the expectation. Okay. There hasn't been anything about what the show even is. I, my assumption though is just that they're going to, that the 10 rings is going to be a part of the show because you know, the, the first movie was in the 10 rings and you're not going to do a sequel. that's like, and still the 10 rings, like I, there's going to be a bigger storyline of play in the sequel. I think I would assume, I think obviously she'll play a part as his sister and you know, a vital part of his story. But uh, I think that a Disney plus show about the 10 rings really makes a lot of sense, you know, based on what we've seen, you know, like the, the grounded level stuff, you know, she doesn't have the rings. She's not the supernatural being. I think we're going to see a lot of that play out in the television space. I could be totally wrong. But that's just my expectation. Oh, yeah, it's also, what, it's, it's, it's okay. very much. We are, we are often wrong with our theories and that's, that's what we do here. Okay. Uh, I, I thought Jailin was one of the best, but I think the, what I liked most about Shang-Chi aside from the incredible action directed by Destin and shot by the matrix is Bill Pope on the cinematography and all that. Um, was the family drama. I love the family saga. And it, I, I think it's going to be hard to recapture that because when Wu Jialing and Shang-Chi's and Shang relationship was, I thought the best driver of the film, that's what really made me fall in love with it. Aaron's laughing. Uh, 
Uh, somebody in the chat just says that Damon Stream said, like, out of all the Marvel villains to not die, Razor Fist still being alive is hysterical. And I was like, he's a flea <laughs> on the back of a dragon. What can you say? I don't know. He just survived. I really yeah. liked what Florian did, though. I was really surprised by how much I liked Razor Fist at the end of the movie. I was I was shocked to care at all about him. Uh, I didn't. Maybe it's the Creed. Maybe it's the Creed <laughs> fan in me. Maybe it's the Creed fan in me. Uh, yeah, I think it is. I think it is. And and part of it too is the deleted scene helps a lot. Like mm. the deleted scene adds a lot to Razor Fist that was not in the movie. Uh, anybody who drives but, a, anybody named Razor Fist who drives a BMW with their his, name. Oh, his car is terrible. His yeah, car is terrible. Listen, even I wouldn't. I, I love myself. And I would not put my name on a car. Instead, I'll just put it on my arms like, a, like an 18-year-old idiot. I'm, I'm just revealing all my idiotic secrets today. Uh, but him and Xi yeah. Ling like, working together is a, is a kind of a cool idea. Like, I, I think that's a, a fun way to use him, maybe the only effective way to use him past this movie. I don't. I, I'm, I thought he was fine. I thought Flor, I think Florian's really cool. Uh, cool dude and talented guy. I didn't think the movie gave us... Uh, Enough of him for me to really care if I ever seen better than Taskmaster. I'll say that, but uh, what's not? I love Black Widow. That's my only. That's my only flaw. That, that's my only real gripe with the, the Black Widow movie. But uh, Jenna, did you want to weigh in on this before we move on? Anything you want to say about Shang Chi? No, the I second? will. I will say, because like we spoke about this on the show last week, but they did a report did say that the Disney Plus show is a comedy. And so part of me almost thinks that like Xiaoling stuff might still like bleed into the movies or into other shows. And then the Disney Plus show might be something a little bit more comedic. Like we did say last week, of like maybe it's Agents of Atlas or something along those lines, like something that could still weave in Shang-Chi characters, but also be like its own thing. So either way, it's going to be cool to see whatever Destin does. But like that, that aspect of it is definitely there. Yeah, I'm curious if Destin will have the bandwidth to like direct any of the episodes of whatever this is. Like, that's a lot. That is a lot. Uh, but we'll we'll see. Um, all right, let's move on. We also caught Joe Russo. Uh, I don't know if you know Joe Russo. Uh, this guy di- co-directed a couple of Marvel <laughs> films. Um, which ones? What was it? Uh, it was one of the Captain Americas, right? Uh, two of the Captain Americas, yeah, 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 uh, and then two of the those small Avengers films. Uh, but so we caught him on the carpet, and um, based on the report that came out that the Russos were talking to Marvel, and that kind of got restarted or halted and paused, and then started again with the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit. I was like, hold up, this is a good chance to uh, see what's going on. And uh, Richard, show us what Joe Russo had to say. Are you guys ready for Secret Wars yet or what? Uh, you know, one of these days we'll have to see how this all shakes out. I don't know what they're going to do with all these characters. The word is you guys are you guys are talking again. Is that true? Uh, uh, you know, I got to ask. What can I say? <laughs> um, uh, look, you know, we love those guys. Uh, um, and, you know, I can't say one way or the other, but... I'd work with them uh, in a heartbeat. It's the best working experience of our careers. They're like family to us, you know, and we love this material. So, and we love the fans. Big fan of your work. Who's your favorite Spider-Man? Do we have to ask? <laughs> you, you guys made one, so I appreciate it. Hey, great to see you, Joe. Yeah, see you me. soon. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I love that people are spelling that sound uh, in the comment section. Joe Russo, the first gay character in the MCU. Uh, it's, points out many of the commenters i don't know if he'll ever be known as anything else no uh his his biggest achievement uh that was yeah that was a choice uh but anyway i'm a huge fan of joe and anthony's movies 
So I, I, I they're they're talking right. Well, it's what in my opinion, if somebody asks you a Marvel related question, which is one of those we can't talk about it things, and your response is like like you start talking like Yondu, it's a it's a it's a yes, right? I mean, they never really stop talking. Like they're just yeah, they're all they're just kind of a part of it, and they're kind of tangentially like here. And when there's somebody like, I mean, we're free next week. Like, you like, they're always just kind of around, you know, they're a cousin now and they're just permanently adjacent. It feels like. Yeah. I think they'll direct another one. I think I'd like to see them do something smaller though. Uh, I think it, cause winter soldier is their best. Mo- this camera sucks. <laughs> it's great, but it also just has a focus of its own. Um, I think that he's the winter soldier is their best movie. So I think, uh, It'd be really interesting to see the Russos do another smaller film. Not that like Winter Soldier is not a small film, but it's not Civil War and Infinity War and Endgame. You know what I mean? Like in they're, terms of they're going to make a couple more cherries and have to go back and make another Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think you broke Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a movie, uh, yeah. and it's also not Tom Holland's worst movie this year. I'm just going to say that. So, Cherry is not his worst movie that came out in 2021. But uh, we're moving on. Unless somebody <laughs> wants to talk about Tom Holland made a great Stone. decision being Spider Man. Yeah. Oh, he, he was made great. A, he made a great decision being Spider Man. He's a great Spider Man. Uh, ch- cherry, Cherry. War we talked to Tom Ross. Hair. We talked to. Warcraft cut his hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We uh, we talked to uh, oh I don't know if Cherry was this year if Scardi Vendetta in the comment section talking from jail uh, whether or not it was this year I don't know was it this year Chaos Walking was this year and that movie was absolute garbage but um, that was that was, tough. was all right. that Charlie shut it was up okay. <laughs> it was okay I said it was okay it was not okay it was all was okay it was terrible it was better than Cherry tell me something good about that movie Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. And Kurt Sutter. Kurt Sutter was great in like two the two no, scenes no. he was in that movie. Nope. Movie was not good. Chaos Walking. It was, was. it was okay. I'm not even saying it's good. It's okay. <laughs> it, it, it was not okay. Cherry was okay. I did forget about Devil All the Time, though. Thank you, Kofi. I did oh forget God, about the Devil, Devil All the Time. Time. I forgot about that. Two delusions. Yeah, that was a tough man. That movie was yeah, tough. If you want to just get depressed real quick. That yeah, if I want to get the press real quick, I'll listen to you say Chaos Walking was okay. <laughs> oh, Devil, no, Devil All the Time was last year. <laughs> Devil All the Time was last year. Yo. Oh. Charlie. Time doesn't make any sense. Look, all, I said it was okay. <laughs> it was okay. Not even good, just okay. Delusions for Charlie. <sighs> Sorry, baby. We're gonna, we're gonna, I mean, Jetta, Jetta, did you see Chaos Walking? I did not. Exactly. Just knowing all of the years it took to make that film and like all of the behind the scenes stuff, I knew it was not going to be very good. That's part of my thing though. Like despite all of that, it was not the (laughs) biggest garbage fire I'd ever seen. And I kind (laughs) of give it credit for that. It should be the worst movie of all time. Cherry was my first time in theaters in four months. I'm not Cherry. I don't know who Phil is, but he's, he's getting, he's mad at me in the comments and I don't know. (laughs) Chaos threatening going to crash on. the show. I will just point I saw, that out. No, Richard, don't let him in. We're already <laughs> arguing. We we I I saw Tenet and then I saw the New Mutants <sighs> in theaters in August of 2020. 
And then I didn't go back to the movies. Another I don't think. Okay. Maybe I'm forgetting one. Charlie, stop. And then <laughs> I, I went. And then I went four or five months until January without going to a movie theater. And I went back to see Chaos Walking, and I regretted going to the movies. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, because it have been if it was just the last twenty minutes. Anyway, I, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want. Listen, I'm here to celebrate Spider Man, and now we're ripping chaos. Like, now I feel like I'm trying kid. to celebrate movies. Movies are awesome. Was that Keanu <laughs> thing? I love movies. <sighs> oh, whew, it's got hot. Anyway, we're moving on. Sony CEO Tom Rothman stopped by the, our spot on the carpet as well. Um, and after telling me that he doesn't think, uh, I'll, uh, I don't know if that made the cut of the interview, he wasn't a very friendly introduction for us, but. Um, it was a fine interview. So I will uh, roll a clip here where I accurately lay out something uh, and he confirms and gives us a bit more information about the undetermined future of Spider-Man between Marvel and Disney. The, back in 2019, the news has been that Marvel and Sony are doing Spider-Man No Way Home, which didn't have a title at the time, and then one more movie together. And who knows what the future holds? I'd love to hear if that conversation has gone anywhere. Have you guys made any more plans together? No, no, no specific plans, but I think you actually expressed it accurately. We, we, it's reciprocal. So we lend one and they lend one, and that's how Benedict is in this movie. And so we have one more lend back, right? That's, that's committed, but the thing that I can say, and this is actually the accurate scoop on this, which is that the two companies have a terrific working relationship, right? Uh, and I think it's a mutual hope that that would continue. But there really isn't anything definitive at this moment because the truth of the matter is, we gotta ride this puppy and see what happens. They're about to ride this puppy all the way to $150 million opening weekend. I would that man um, to narrate my whole life. <laughs> I love how he talks. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ride this puppy. I love him. He's like oh, a man. Midwestern McConaughey. I'm Ooh. all about it. <laughs> I, oh, I met, I met Charlie's favorite, Ryan Blaney, the NASCAR driver. Uh, and I was more jealous of, of Ryan Blaney than anyone else you met on the on that red carpet. <laughs> I told him I told him he uh, he looked like Yellowstone Captain America. Wow! And he got a kick out of it, and I was like, "That was a risk." I felt his, like I was gambling with that on one, desk. and he, my, he his, accepted his Kobe car. Wow! I didn't. I didn't know. I'm not a NASCAR person. Also, oh, I want to no. clarify for the comment section. I loved Tenet. That was I. I was not slighting Tenet. I, New Mutants was very mad. Meh. But I thought Tenet was a fantastic film. I was not slighting Tenet. I thought Tenet was great. But then the then there was the break before the chaos of walking into that movie theater. Um, but yeah, so the future of Spider-Man undetermined. I, I'm starting to wonder, and I guess this is something... Uh, hmm. I, I know, I'm like, I'm, I'm very curious how you're going to say what you're trying to say. I think I'll wait till next week to say what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, we will also have a spoiler-filled bonus episode of this ep of Phase Zero podcast on Friday. Spider-Man No Way Home, it will only be available in podcast form. We're not going to broadcast a video because we don't want to broadcast spoilers to anybody who hasn't seen the movie yet. So uh, be sure to download that. Uh, but I, I, I think we need to save this conversation for next week. It is a good conversation. I don't like even Aaron and Charlie. I don't even like, the let alone the comment section. About? Yeah, it's we'll, we'll what's going no on idea. here. Yeah, what's we've, going we, on? We've, we've, we've said too much. Uh, and, uh, and finally, because I've been so annoying today, here is the gratification for everybody who needs it. Um, I just, I'm on the receiving end of a bank statement. R Richard, can you, uh, 
Best foot, but we do have a bone to pick. No, what? We we talked over the phone, and you told me once upon a time you were only in one episode of The Mandalorian. A week later, I saw you. I was happy to see you, but I was like, she she pulled one over on me. Again, what's your name again? <laughs> it is it is Brandon. Oh, Brandon. So why am I gonna tell you my business, Brandon, if I barely know your name? That's fine. I'm gonna tell you all the secrets. That's why you have to keep it in the book of secrets. So I set myself up there, and you you, you, you like you, your pens? They look cool. We match. We kind of match. Kinda. So a little bit. The next time Sasha Banks lies to me, I'll just say thank you. <laughs> That's a she good gave you a compliment, though. We became we had a, no, we had a great interview after that. I think that was hilarious. She she. I'm just gonna say that's a promo that she watched Bailey cut on a WWE announcer. So she kind of. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. I don't think you but, should be like talking trash about Sasha Banks right now. No, uh, no, me and Sasha Banks are officially, she's my best friend, but she doesn't, I'm not hers. So, so that's where we're at between us. Um, but she also said the book of secrets. So, uh, God, she's teasing a national treasure sequel is what she's doing. Obviously. (laughs) She's a hundred percent in national treasure three confirmed. (laughs) Is she a national treasure three? Uh, no, she was, she was, she was great to talk to. And I thought that was a hilarious moment. That's what it feels like to have a WWE promo cut on you. Um, next stop, the rock, I guess we'll see. (laughs) That was, that was a tough, as soon as she said, what's your name? Again, I was just like, oh, oh, I know where this is going. Oh, someone said in the chat, that doesn't make sense though. She went to the book, the book of Boba Fett. I didn't even that's think what about I, that. That's, that's what, what I was, was talking about. <laughs> and you said National Treasure. And I was like, I'm just well, going to let him have this Well, the Secrets is National Treasure too. I know, I know. And so I was like, I'm just going to let Charlie have this one. I didn't want to correct you. I pulled I the Feige. Think about so, it. I've watched Kevin Feige beside Amy Pascal too many times to think it's okay to correct people because he gets away with not correcting people. So I figured I should just let this one slide. Yeah, I didn't even get the joke. The first, I've watched that video like seven times because we were writing about it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll own it. Yeah, that was just, I just missed. Bad. The chat the is bad. crazy right now. Yeah, the <laughs> chat is this. hilarious. Bad. Well, I don't appreciate talking. Jim, my boss, in the chat. Just, <laughs> the whole time I've been here, just making fun of me. That's workplace harassment. I don't appreciate it. Oh my god! And it cuts my checks in the chat. Listen, if you get, I'll tell you what. Mess. Right now, I'll tell you right now, Charlie. If you ever defend a bad movie again, <sighs> you're going to be his cellmate. I'll t- so y'all can talk about it face Dude, to face. He's been on this show more than me. I don't want to hear about jail. Oh, and he's in jail for for what? He, because he's when a, I'm he, on the show, I'm, he's a Chris I'm, Evans I'm anti. I'm supporting. I'm supporting. I'm sharing the links. I don't. I don't. Jim, you know. I don't interfere. Jim. Jim. When I'm in jail. What did, I, I would. I can't even remember all the things Jim did to get in jail. He breaks out. He just breaks out. I don't even know how he, he's like the guy in Pirates of the Caribbean asking the dog for the keys and he somehow gets them. Um, all right. Let's talk about the Spider-Man at No Way Home reactions. Uh, Richard, you're going first here, big fella. Turn the camera on. Richard! Look at his, his beautiful face. Let's go. Comment section. Everybody, welcome Richard to the show. If you're listening to us in podcast form, make sure to send your tweets and love uh, for Mr. Richard Adams, who did a fantastic job. Uh, filming and editing the videos uh, out of uh, it was, he was part you. of a, a was key fun. part of that team. Richard, what do you think of Spider-Man No Way uh, Home? Spoiler free. I, I, I want to keep this short because I don't want to say too much, but 
man, I had I had a great time watching that movie and an amazing experience. I, I told BD that night, I've never felt such an electrifying crowd experience like watching the movie there. And um, I don't know, I, I felt like that 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 just this the whole night was pretty electric. I really love the movie. I just don't want to say too much. I don't want to say the wrong thing to the, you know. I don't know. I don't want to say too much. I really loved the movie. I loved it. It was great. Um, like, uh, you know, I laughed. I cried. I, uh, I was happy. I, I was excited. I, I went through a lot of emotions. I loved it. It was great. That's that's all. That's the only review you need. That's yeah. the only review you need right there. All right, Rich. Thank you. Uh, that was a good review. It's very safely done. Um, and Jenna, I, I've talked. I've talked uh, so much today. Please uh, share your thoughts as well. I I was so pleasantly surprised by how much I loved this movie. Like I knew I was going to enjoy a lot of it, but it completely took me on the ride that it took me on and I was so happy about it. Um I, I tweeted this about this last night. It it takes everything that I love about like comic book events in the comics of like event comics like Crisis on Infinite Earths and various other things like that and it understands how to adapt that into live action and do it in this way that is satisfying and just so much fun to watch. Like I I agree with what Richard said like my showing obviously wasn't the world premiere but like the audience reaction with other critics was so crazy that I am so excited to rewatch this on opening night because I feel like it is just going to be electric. Like it is going to make all of the reactions to Endgame feel so small by comparison because it feels like there are so many more moments in this movie that are on par with like the big Endgame reaction. So I loved it. Like I I am so excited to see it again because I think there's just so much. I'm excited to talk about it too with spoilers because I just want, I just want to see everybody's reaction to this movie because it feels like something that communally everybody needs the, the energy and just the fun of what this movie is. So I'm just so excited for it to be out to everybody. That's some hype right there. That is some praise. That's something I'm now more excited about, like after all these reactions have come out, because it's hard to like read reactions to things after a premiere like that. But like the way that you, you know, you and Brandon both talked about the experience in a theater. And, you know, again, I've not seen the movie, so I won't, I can't say anything about it. So don't worry about me spoiling anything. Like I, I think about Endgame and I think about more specifically uh, the force awakens when that came, like that opening night of that movie and the electricity. And that's almost more exciting to me than any event, any part of the movie, like just being with people and feeling that energy mm-hmm. is like such an irreplaceable thing that we haven't had in a really long time. And I agree right, with Jim well, last Jedi is better, but the, the force awakens energy the Return Force Awakens theater for Star Wars no, was not insane. Let's not, let's not dive into this. We're not doing this. I mean, it, was, it was an aside. The All right, so we're just going to night in 2015 was unparalleled. It was awesome. But I do just want to. I want to let Aaron get in his word here. But I will just put a put a a pin in this conversation by saying you and Jim are wrong. Aaron, go ahead. Okay. Um, I appreciate Jenna throwing it back to our Spider-Man trailer reaction video where we asked the question of would it have bigger reactions than Endgame? I guess we probably have an answer. And since we ranked all the Spider-Mans last week, I saw Brandon Davis tweet out that there's some adjustments needed to the rankings, which I was completely caught off guard by reading it in my bed. Like, wait, what? Like, huh? BD. Could you explain? I'm so hyped after what so you just said. I don't, here's the thing. I, I, this movie is going to rank towards the top of the list. I don't know if it is at the top of the list. I need to see it again. Mm-hmm. I need to process it. And the excitement after you see the movie for the first time 
it, it gets, it makes you love it even more in that moment. And then I slept on it and I started being able to kind of find little holes and little things to poke at and be critical of. But overall, it, I think it's going to be an experience a lot like Endgame, where there's so many moments of great, just if you're a Spider-Man fan, there's, there is a lot of fan service and just moments that you're going to really love and you're going like you're going to adore them. They're go- you're going to be excited. You're going to cheer. You're going to cry. You're going to I mean, happy tears and sad tears. It is it is filled to the brim and overflowing with everything you want in a Spider-Man movie. But that said, it's not a perfect story. It is not a perfectly it's not a bulletproof tale. The more you think about it. So I think you're going to have people who focus on one or the other. And I'm leaning towards I love the film. And I, but I recognize like Endgame, it has its kind of flaws. So it's going to be interesting to see the discourse that follows this movie. Is it a good movie? Absolutely. I think, yeah, da- Damon Streams just asked, is it a good movie? For me, how much did I like it? 10 out of 10. How would I rate the movie? 8 out of 10. Like mm-hmm. if I was being critical, that's what I would say. I think that's the best way to put it. I had an 11 out of 10 experience watching the film. In terms of like a movie quality, I give like maybe an 8 something out of 10. Uh, maybe a nine. I don't know. I got to think more. I, sh- I shouldn't have even done that before thinking about it more. Don't, that's not my official number. That's just me talking. Uh, but it's 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 really good. It's super rewarding. And I I, I think it can best be summed up. It's the, the, the last thing I say is I, and this, I'm going to name drop like I've been doing all day. After the movie, I was lucky enough to run into John Watts walking out of the theater. And I went up to him and I said, I just genuinely don't know how they ever make another Spider-Man movie after this one. Like, I don't know how you make a movie that's more rewarding as a Spider-Man fan. And I know there's plenty of stories to tell and I know they can do it and they will do it, but it's so hard to imagine. Try, you can't top this movie in scale or scope or it's just, it has, it has everything that you want. I, I don't know how anybody can go in and say I had a bad time. I'm sure there, that, that will exist. Those people will be there. It ain't me. It ain't me. I had a good time. Um, <laughs> We had a couple other things to talk about from the news, but uh, we've spent a long time talking about Spider-Man, and we're way over. we got to get to Hawkeye. If we have time, we'll circle back to uh, some other stuff. Um, but we're going to take a quick break. Does anybody else want to have anything else Spider-Man they want to ask or talk about? No, I, I just will say I completely agree with you. Like, the plot of the movie... No, like very rarely are movie plots perfect, especially on this kind of big blockbuster scale. But it's this thing of like the emotion that it makes you feel like I used the word cathartic in my tweets about it. Like there's something about watching it that just the emotion behind it and the little things that you do get are so rewarding, as you said, that like I feel like that is going to trump whatever the little plot holes are in the movie. Like I, they're easy to nitpick, but it, it ultimately the whole journey is just so worth it. I've seen this comment several times today. People are asking, when is the bathroom break time? I know. I can't think of one. If this movie moves so fast. It does. That if you miss five minutes, you miss a lot. Yeah. In any five minutes of the film, it moves so fast. I genuinely don't know what the bathroom break time is. Other than as Jim said before the movie, he got one day reduced off his sentence for that. (laughs) Uh, it's a thing of like there are scenes I could maybe point to, but in trying to explain them, it would then be a spoiler. So it's like I don't even want to. I don't even want to dive into that. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's only yeah, what, it's like true. two and a half hours. It's not like this insanely long. It it hey, breezes by. Honestly. We stay hydrated. Yes, we stay hydrated. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sometimes you got to run. Sometimes you got to run, uh, so that you don't run. We're going to go to Hawkeye episode five discussion. Uh, full spoilers in just a minute. Uh, you've been warned. See you there.
the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to Phase Zero, Episode 49, Hawkeye Episode 5. Spoilers start now. I just also want to say the live chat for the, today's show has been an absolute blast. Y'all are hilarious today and y'all are giving me life. Thank you for that. I'm so sorry that I don't know how to work my new I, camera. I, and it keeps I kept blurred. thinking you were giving people high fives at first. Mm-mm. Like nope. you were like, "Hey, Aaron's here. What's up, Aaron?" And then like, "Good night." <laughs> yeah, when when someone I tried to like when Aaron went full screen. Then when I was a tiny boy on the screen, just do that so my camera would refocus. But I want you to be able to count my hairs. But it's uh, instead just showing me as one big pixelated thing. Like I didn't sign the release form to be on the show. Um, but all right, episode five spoilers start now. <clears throat> For, let's start with reactions. Charlie, you're on the top of the screen. Uh, what'd you think of the show? This was my favorite episode of Hawkeye ah. so far. I, I was, I've been a little, the last two episodes I was kind of, I've been enjoying the show, but it wasn't quite what I wanted it to be. Like on paper, Hawkeye should be my favorite MCU show. And it hasn't really been hitting that for me the past couple episodes, but this one I think did what this show does best. And that's dive into character moments. Like that macaroni scene is one of my favorite scenes in any MCU show to this point, uh, I think that they really, really nailed, you know, Kate Bishop and, and Yelena's dynamic. And this was the best Clint we've gotten of the show so far. Like Jeremy Renner really dug in, in this episode. And I really appreciated that. The action was, was sleek when it, when it was needed. Uh, it, it was really like, this is what I wanted from Hawkeye the whole time. This episode was fantastic in, in my opinion. Aaron. Our black widow tribute continues on for another week like i am so so interested like were they just holding all of this for this show during endgame and that's why we didn't get a funeral because we were going to get a six-hour funeral during hawkeye like is that what is that what the plan was because it show does feel like it um florence Pugh, of course is amazing like we all know that like it's sad that it's like oh, just a bulletin board like yep check she's still great good to know the blip stuff in the beginning I I'm going to have PTSD anytime I see a date on a screen because something wild always happens when it's like, Hey, Oh, it's the past. I'm like, Oh no, what happened? Oh God. What, what's going to, what's going to happen? The way that the, like, I guess that's the best sort of explanation of what the experience of that probably felt or like looks and feels like from the perspective of the person who it happened to, which is something we all kind of wondered after Endgame, like, when you just woof by and then you just come back, it literally is like one second where she was like completely disor like oriented. And I 
very glad she was in her friend's house when it happened rather than being like in a like hospital like Monica or something because who knows how she would have reacted it would have been even more like chaotic but we're we're steadily going towards like all of the plot threads are converging on one thing which I feel like some of the other shows have kind of had problems with where there wasn't like a unified one thing that we're driving to. So I think they learned that lesson from the earlier ones and applied it to this one. And I feel like it's going to be amazing. And of course, just has anyone checked on Adam? I know. He's has anybody tweeting. checked on? He's been tweeting uh, since like 3 a.m. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna, what'd you think? I, I loved this episode so much. Like, I don't need, I don't know if it's my favorite. Like I still need to actually go back and rewatch everything except for the first few episodes, which I have seen twice, but I loved so many of the character moments. I loved kind of how neatly everything is being like tied up together into a bow before we get into the finale. Like the, the way that they're making Yelena and Echo and Clint and Kate's storylines all converge is very satisfying to see. And yeah, just the character moments are just incredible. Like Clint, and his storyline and that scene with Natasha at the, um, the little memorial thing was just so well executed. And yeah, I need to talk about Kate and Yelena for like five hours. I'm sad that Jamie's not here because I feel like we would just both be screaming right now. So <laughs> they I'm were sorry. so good together. They were so good together. Um, I, <laughs> I see the comment, but what if, what if you're on an airplane and you got blipped? I need, uh-huh. So did you end up oh, in man. the plane or in the sky? Made a Matrix Resurrections reference. Uh, I need to after the after Matrix comes out, there is there is a comparison that I need to make. <laughs> I, oh God! <laughs> I do think, if I remember correctly, somebody asked the Russos or like Marcus and McFeely about that, and they were like, "They're safely laid on the ground if they were in a plane," and it's like that's oh, convenient. No, no, they weren't. I I I kind of want to see the see the scene where. Somebody's just walking down. All these people start flying out of the sky. No, see, that's that's <laughs> how they're going to bring mutants into the whole thing. Someone's going to blip back, and they're going to fall, and all of a sudden they get I like mean, they can fly. Terrible. It's, it's like terrible, this event but that, imagine know. the sequence where everybody's just like, <laughs> like a whole passenger airplane, the, or the fifty percent of the people that were on the plane, just, just bodies, like, just fly, boom, and everybody's just all of a sudden. That's how you find out people are back. Ben Affleck cradling a small child as he looks up sadly. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. I I thought I thought this episode was uh, was pretty fantastic. Episode three is still my favorite. I thought episode three was just really, really good. This one's my my second favorite. Uh, Justice for Jack Duquesne. Free my boy. Uh, Eleanor Bishop. I I, I hate I hate to. No, screw it. I love to be right. I was right. Eleanor Bishop. Is, is is the bad person here and Jack Duquesne is my innocent doofus rich guy like with a <laughs> sick mustache free Jack Duquesne okay I mean they uh, can also both be bad Jack is too innocent Jack is pure so uh, he's pure he's never worked a day in his life he just it's not his fault he was born rich don't don't hate him because you ain't him alright uh, <laughs> every free Jack this man is reading stepdad books okay mm-hmm. He's just he's, a nice himbo. He's, he's just, tr- like, yeah. He's just stuck in this situation. I, I do oh. feel bad for him. Free Jack Duquesne. Justice for Jack. Uh, yeah, the, the, the blip scene was sick. Um, what, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, she... Did she... She wasn't wearing the green vest at any point, right? 
I thought no, that she was gave the it, best. She gave it to Natasha. Oh, no, right. yeah, you're right. Yeah. It, it, she got, she a, got a different vest. vest. Yeah. <laughs> Does it have pockets? Did anybody notice? It has to have pockets. <laughs> so many pockets. It, it has, has pockets. to have pockets. Um, so I, I do. Things. I also want to compliment the Kate and Yelena dialogue over the macaroni. It made me want macaroni, but it was nine mm. in the morning. So I was like, I got to get ready for the show. I don't have time and to make And for macaroni. everyone in the chat talking about craft, Kate Bishop is 100% a Velveeta person. Like Velveeta shells and cheese. Is, no, she's making easy mac, bro. She's making easy mac. Easy mac for sure. 100%. She's a person of taste. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's why and, I said what I said. No, you like chaos walking. Yelena is really <laughs> acting like uh, like Red Guardian's daughter, in my opinion. I thought that was how she just barges in, starts making her own macaroni and just like acts like this is my house. You could have some, you could have some too. Like it's good. That's some that's some Alexi stuff, right? Do you guys? Well, she even says like, oh, "My daddy says it's like says it's good for you." Yeah, I'm with you. Um, uh, she lo- wait. I'm missing the hot sauce thing. What did I miss on the hot sauce? She she like asked Kate if she was done eating so that she could just pour hot sauce on the rest of the macaroni and the so hot sauce that like, uh, threw at her. At yeah, the so she of threw the like the sriracha at her and she caught it and that's when she's like, "Hi!" And so then yeah, she just like dumped sriracha all over the rest of the macaroni and ate it. And that delivery. Kate. Hi. I know. So good. Kate is hilarious. And Yelena is also hilarious. And the two of them together, like, I, just so well done. I loved it. I, I think that was what? my favorite scene from the episode. Yes. Easily. Them talking. Yeah, it's, it's easily. And it, just, it went on. Like, it, it had some length to it. Like, I, and I was loving it. That, it like, been made me, that, like, made me so happy that we now have, like, MCU TV because we can get those longer exchanges of dialogue that, like, if you were just sitting in a movie theater, you would be like, wow, this is going on forever. But it, like, worked perfectly in a TV context. Like, it was just so good. We do have a lot of Yelena Simps in the chat, and that's okay. We also have a lot of people have done something crazy with this podcast of, like, this is, like, apparently a very, like, pro-prison system show because anyone <laughs> says anything and the whole chat's like, go to jail! No, go to jail! Y'all yes. have really gotten in people's heads yes. here, and and we're yeah. all about the prison system. And <laughs> we I don't have know. a mob. We have a mob mentality. How right? great that and is! If you cross us, we are we are we will we will you will pay. All right. <laughs> do not do not try to come in here and talk down about Chris Evans and not expect to go to phase Who zero. Talk down about Chris Evans, Jim. Jim Viscardi did. Oh, I was like, I I certainly did not. Well, There's I don't one know what I would never talk trash about. It's Chris Evans. Well, well, now you know, but you're too late, Charlie. But to, to you're already being to bring things back around from my <laughs> comment that derails everything all the time. Uh, Jenna made like that conversation. I, I, I mentioned the high thing, and it, it kicked off so well. But there's a moment at the end that has I've watched it twice now, and it's really, really stuck with me. I keep thinking about it when she looks at before she gets up from the table. She says, "Thank you for the girls' night, truly." Uh-huh. Like. She's smiling and it's a joke, but it's also very much not a joke to Elena. Like, she, like she really felt that. And that that's like, what like, I feel. Huge you know, delivery of that lie. was so perfect. Yeah. Like it had to be executed exactly the right way to pull that yep. line off. And it hit so deep because of how she delivered it. I'm going to, I think like when you watch that, you're like, I get that because like that, that lands because I watched black widow and I get it. And I'm not going to lie. I do feel like, that's why we feel so connected to each other as a fandom because it's like, I get it. I know you get it. We're all a part of this thing where that hurts us and people who don't get it aren't hurting right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just wanted to point that out. But yeah, it, Elena definitely was right. Re- like it felt like 
I, I immediately in my head pictured her and Natasha having drinks together. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh. Oh. I do have to say the whole like because there's the line of like she and Nat are going to go live their sex in the city life in New York. And it reminded me of like the SNL sketch from forever ago of like, here's what a Black Widow movie trailer would be. And it was just like sex in the city, Devil Wears Prada style thing. It's like that that just felt like it was like, oh, God, I'm getting non flashbacks to that sketch all over again. <laughs> I do hope we get a post credit scene from the finale where they do go to the see the Rockefeller Center tree mm-hmm. and uh, all that stuff. The only th- all I can think about, I texted Adam this day, and I said to Adam, "I'm going to say this on the podcast because I want it to be out there officially." There is going to be a scene in the last episode. It might be post credit scene of Yelena watching the Rogers musical and oh. very emotional. Either she's really torn up about it, but I think she will just laugh the whole. Like she will just think it's the funniest because the way that she talks about American Christmas and like all the little things she finds so funny. I could see her watching the musical that Clint was like, what is this? This is terrible. And her just eating it up with a spoon and thinking it's the funniest thing in the world. And Yelena and Kate sitting together, like just rolling, watching this ridiculous musical and bringing. I think Kate would really, Kate would want to like it. Kate would, Kate would be like, I love the Avengers. I was there. I really want to like this. Whereas Yelena would be like, this is a joke. Uh, Kate would also be like, my dad died during the events of this musical. (laughs) So maybe this isn't, you know, something to joke about. So. You make a a, uh, good point there. Uh, (laughs) Kofi's in the chat saying, BD was the main fueler of Black Widow death jokes. How much pain are you feeling? I laugh to hide the pain. Okay. All right. Yep. I laugh to hide the pain. We all cope differently. Are we mechanism. getting are we getting a classic Hawkeye costume in the Hawkeye finale? It's part of the it seems to be the Disney Plus show formula mm-hmm. that you get a fully realized costume, whether it's Wanda Maximoff, whether it's Sam Wilson, whether it's Ultron, or whether and it's I mean in the like, we, we've seen you know the, the the toys and stuff that have the costumes, but like the thumbnail on Disney Plus now has his costume. Mm-hmm. Like Hawkeye's wearing his like blue arrow or purple arrow costume yeah. in the thumbnail on oh, Disney no, no. I Plus. I want to know if he's going to, I want to see. Oh, that's never happening. Oh, they, I bet you that, that mask is, <laughs> at a minimum, that mask is in the, is in that box that was delivered yeah. today by Greg. Oh yeah, he, he might say, here's the, here's the thing. And he's like, I'm not wearing that. If he wore it for like one second, I would be content at this point. Yeah. Jeremy Renner ain't wearing a mask. Let's be no. honest. He's not wearing it. Jeremy Renner is not wearing a mask. The same way Chris Hemsworth ain't bleaching his eyebrows anymore. It's not happening. It's but he not did happening. it once. Hemsworth he did, did it, it once. Yeah, before he was famous. And then yeah. he's famous. Renner, he's Renner's, done, Renner has done enough embarrassing things. We can let the mask go. He made that whole music video <laughs> with Taika Waititi in the hot dog costume. And, you know, he's he's embarrassed. Like, he, he tried to bring Nickelback back by himself. And... It didn't, and he had launched a whole app. Like we can let the mask yeah, go. For he second. did have an app. He did have an app, and for that, he has to give us the mask. He should feel like he should wear a mask all the time. Uh, is Grills Grills dies in the comics? Clown kills Grill in the comics. Who is uh, uh, Kazi in the show? Who is Echo's kind of BFF? Who's also kind of shady after this episode uh, towards her. So so. I think Grills is toast and I think Grills is going to be the big emotional moment of the finale where we're going to be like, Oh man, this dude was feeding the dog. He was hosting everybody. He was so happy to just be chilling with everybody. And now this nice guy dead. I hope not. I hope, I I hope he's, I hope he's not dying, but I think, uh, Aaron. 
every time he's on screen, I get really, really tense. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like it every yeah, time. You, I, yeah. It's like watching The Walking Dead. I do not enjoy it. I do not enjoy it. it and he's so likable. Like, yeah, uh-huh. he's such in, a nice in the dude. comics, it takes a minute because I mean, it's just on the page. The guy's just he flips burgers. You know, he's nice. But then you have the whole like side story where you go to his dad's house and help him. You know, Hawkeye goes to save him during the flood and stuff. And you really build grills for a long time just before killing him. And on the, on the show, it's so much easier to like spend just a few seconds and really connect to this guy. And they've done, unfortunately, a really, really good job of that. Mm-hmm. I was it's waiting so for one easy of those like. moments, like like very much a Walking Dead moment. Like when uh, the moment that comes to mind for me is like when Carol was standing next to Axel in the prison, and wow. Axel gets sniped. I know Charlie knows that. I think it looks like Aaron knows that. Jen, I don't know if you were a Walking I, Dead. I, I did. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's just one of those moments where it's in the middle of a conversation, all of a sudden, boom, dead. I, when they were talking at the table today, I thought you were going to hear like, like on that shot of him, and he was just going to fall over. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like I was really tense watching girls. Aaron, I, I wouldn't have verbalized that today. <laughs> I'm glad Aaron had the thought because that's a good point. I don't know what that says about my mental health that I'm just expecting people to get sniped from outside the room. It says it just like, like the rest of us who like, live in America. We're through the looking glass on stuff like that. I'm like, yo, it could just happen. Although in yeah. a better timeline, we get like a road trip Disney Plus series with Grills and Jack Duquesne going and doing yo, things. Yo, my two favorites from the show. <laughs> now, I'm thinking, girls. now I'm thinking like what if they have girls like wear the Ronin costume or wear some sort of costume That's... as like a decoy since this whole thing was like this is the closest I get to being a superhero like during the LARP it's like oh hey what yeah, can he's... help us during like the final fight or something and whether or not he dies like that would suck if then that's how he dies but even if it's not and that's just like his little hero moment like that would be awesome too Sad, Clint would never let him wear the Ronin costume but yeah. I could see Clint leaving it behind yes. and him just putting it on to be like oh like here's this and not knowing what it is and then going to do his LARP stuff and then that being but can Clint handle another person's so, well I think that the, on his I, conscience? I, I think that the Ronin stuff is going to be put to bed like I think that the the costume won't be sought after because I think probably the last person who's seeking it is probably Kingpin yeah right like I think that this is going to resolve the Ronin legacy uh, and kind of open threads so I don't know I, maybe the Ronin but I I guess we're there. Kingpin <laughs> is in the episode, kind of. Uh, we saw the photo of Kingpin. Eleanor Bishop is a bad person, and she went and she's been working for Kingpin. So I someone think, needs to wear a mask. Yeah, I think that this this is here. Okay, so here's my my tinfoil hat theory that I'm just kind of honing in on right now. So I, there I can watch you terrible. putting it together. <laughs> here's here here's what here's where we're here's where we're at. Eleanor Bishop slash Kingpin hired Val to hire Yelena during the events of Hawkeye. That post credit scene from Black Widow was set during this move, this show, because Eleanor noticed that she was working the Avengers. She was going to catch on to her villainy and she didn't want her daughter to get caught up in it. So she wanted Clint taken out before Kate could get too close to the situation, to the criminal ring that Madam Mask Eleanor Bishop is a part of with Kingpin. Yeah, I mean, is that a theory? Like, that just seems like what's going on. Yeah, I agree. Like, context, that just seems pretty, like, that's hap- That's what's happening. Tell me I'm smart. You're smart. <laughs> you, you read all the clues. You read all the clues correctly. 
I didn't think I, about it until you said it. Now I fully believe that's exactly what's happening. That's you saw me think about smart. it. And you got to watch, yeah. you got to witness what happens when, when my face goes blank and my mind goes too fast. But, uh, but yeah, I thank you. Indigo 15 branded more in the comments. It's what I need. I need that. I need somebody who actually appreciates <laughs> BTS Columbo. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'm thinking about when I hear Columbo is Steve Martin's character from Only Murders in the Building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. If anyone watched um, that show. Jenna, I feel like you probably watched that show. I, I've so, seen it a couple episodes, but yeah. I will just say, can I, I love how like casual the Kingpin reveal is of just like, first of all, the fact that the photo is so low res and then just the fact of like, oh yeah, that's Kingpin. And then it just cuts. And it's like, and then we just have the Grinch song for like two minutes. It's like, this is excellent. This is the perfect way tonally to bring him back. And it also just feels so fitting for like how badly people have wanted D'Onofrio back. In a year. And now I don't, Brandon and Jenna don't react to this because I don't want anyone to see anything as a spoiler because I have not seen the movie, but we've spent months and months talking about what's going to happen in Spider-Man. I love the timing of we're starting to merge things in this episode of Hawkeye, which is the week that Spider-Man comes out. And so whatever happens this weekend, I love that Hawkeye has kind of like kicked off all of this, like in a lead up, you know, it's a, it's really, really interesting timing. And it's obviously very, very meticulously planned out with It's very cool to see it all connect in, in, in one way. And I hope there's a deeper connection, <laughs> you know, Aaron, feel free to say whatever you feel. (laughs) In a year where all of these wild things keep happening on small, terrible cell phone resolution, it's only right that the first thing we get a kingpin is this grainy, terrible image from very far away. Why does Clint have a flip phone? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just a a giant dad. Well, that that photo didn't come from Clint. It came from Right, but I mean, but Clint does have a flip phone, and I love it. How did Elena get that photo? I don't care. She just, she, took it. She, was she just followed her into Oh yeah, she probably took it herself. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I, 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 I will now, say now, if you watch though, it's a video. Oh there's yeah, little, that's right. There's a little play symbol on it. Yeah, and they don't they don't click the play, but there's a little play symbol on it. I do want to say I wish I didn't know this was coming. I know. Like it, it's it's so it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been such an epic reveal if it was kept like Luke Skywalker. Yep. This year, it seems that everything in December of 2021 <laughs> is just bound. The Marvel related is just bound to be shared beforehand. Like it has been on Twitter that Kingpin is in this. Like if you guys found out from watching this episode, like it was fun to theorize in the beginning before I really knew that Vincent D'Onofrio was playing Kingpin, but it just became so obvious through like just people on Twitter. Daniel RPK is just sharing everything now. I don't know. This dude just knows everything now uh, about the spoilers and he just shares it all. And that's fine. Some people love it, I guess. Not, I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I, I want some of this to be a secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, I, I think that that would have made this reveal. We'd be, we'd be losing our minds far more today yeah. if we it, didn't it know was- this was coming. It won't be long before Marvel goes the Star Wars route and films on those, like specifically on those uh, those created sets. I forget mm-hmm. what the name of the technology is, but Mandalorian, the volume kind of started it. Yeah, yeah. like because I, I know Quantumania did mostly that, mm-hmm. and here we are knowing absolutely nothing about Quantumania. Um, but I, I think that will yeah, that'll change. I just mean like you know through the production of, of you know No Way Home there were so many leaks and rumors and reveals and stuff. And we didn't get that from quantum. Andy. we haven't gotten that from any of the star Wars shows really because they've been on these enclosed, these enclosed stages and sets. And I think it, 
it won't be long before most MCU stuff does that. I just genuinely, like, I, I can only imagine that behind the scenes at Marvel, and I don't know if it, this applies to Spider-Man because it's a Sony movie, but it just seems like these two, like this, but this, um, this Kingpin reveal and so much of Spider-Man has, has gotten out. Like to the point that like, even before the screening of Spider-Man, like people were describing scenes, people were leaking stuff. The trailer leaked. Like I've never seen that happen before. And it's weird. Cause it is like Spider-Man does seem like a thing that people are hunting leaks and spoilers for Cause they want to share it. They want to get the, like they want to, I don't know why they want to share it. I'm assuming it's for followers and clout and all, and all that stuff. I can't really find another reason. It's it's I'm not trying to jab at anybody who does that stuff. Like it, I, I don't appreciate it myself. I don't like knowing stuff that I, I'm not supposed to know uh, from like, and oftentimes I do, and I don't share stuff like that. I, all of it here, it's just part of the job, but now it's part of the stuff that it gets out on Twitter and you can't even avoid it. So mm-hmm. I'm really curious. Like I, I want, but I know multiverse of madness has massive surprises in it. And I know more than I want to. And I know there's a lot more that I don't know. And I, I'm just begging for that movie to be kept a surprise. Like I want to go in there and know as much as I know, I I said, I want to know as much as I know now and nothing more because I can't forget what I know now. I want to know nothing more, but I have a feeling like it's just going to be, there's going to be more and more that comes out. It's a bummer. Um, I I completely agree because I was thinking like I was thinking after I saw Spider-Man last night that I almost missed the way that movies like came out in like the seventies and the sixties of like, you just go see whatever movie it is. Like you don't know anything. You're just like, well, this movie's playing at the multiplex. I'm just going to go see it. And it's like, if, if no way home was that kind of movie to where you didn't know anything before you went in, like people would be having like just out of body experiences. Yeah to seeing everything come back. And it's like, there still is going to be a huge reaction, but a lot of it is things that we already knew because of the spoiler culture and because of trailers and stuff. And so I feel like I'm, I hate the point that spoiler culture has gotten both with Hawkeye and all of the Disney plus shows and with Spider-Man, because it's like, you're taking these reveals that if they were completely unprompted and unknown, everyone would be losing their minds. I mean, it's, it's like Empire Strikes Back. Like imagine seeing Empire Strikes Back. You, you knew it was Star Wars. So you're going to go see it. It's already a big thing. Yeah. But like there's not just you you can just watch trailers online every day. You like you have to go to a theater to watch a trailer. You see a blurb in the newspaper, they're selling some toys and some magazines so you can see some photos. But that's it. So everything in that movie you're excited years for ago, is a with total the way, surprise. It has changed so much though. Two years ago, people would have tweeted in March that when Avengers Endgame comes out next year, Captain America is gonna pick up Thor's hammer. Yeah. It's like that's not news. That's mm-hmm. just a plot point. Let me experience it. Like, yeah. that's all I like. I, I'm so, And now it's like, yeah, I get like, the, it's a blurry line because now a lot of casting is a plot point. Like it is a surprise. Like if Vincent D'Onofrio is part of Hawkeye, that's casting, but it's also like, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's just getting blurry, but the, like plot points are not scoops. And yes. I don't really enjoy knowing those mm-hmm. when, unless it's part of a trailer. And sometimes even then like Batman versus Superman showed us the whole yeah. movie once upon a time in a Jimmy Kimmel trailer. And it was like, all right, let's well, see. That's a lot. And that's but, like, no way home is such an apex of all of those things. Yes. Like just the nature of the story. I'm going to say this. There's a lot. Like, it, there's a lot you haven't seen in Spider-Man that's right. not in the trailers. Absolutely. Yeah. I guess what I mean is that the like what you're talking about with like the scoops, but then like the casting, you know, like the idea that these other Spider-Man actors might be in this movie. Like that's casting, but it's also a big plot point. And like 
everything about this movie is on that blurry line because of the nature of the multiverse and everything. Like the whole plot of this movie rides that line. And it's like, it's such a, it's a very unique experience that I really hope on the other side of this, I feel like it's going to get worse. I just hope I'm wrong and it just I mean, gets better yeah. and people stop. But I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. Well, I, I well, I, we didn't stop talking about Spider-Man because we're going to say too much. So <laughs> yeah. one last thing about Hawkeye. I do. We're going to end on a, on, I think on a heavy note here. Well, we'll have two more things. First, I think that I want to talk about the scene where Clint was talking to Natasha. First of all, just pan up and show me the tower. I know. It's like they're trolling you at this point. Oh, my God. Oh, we got it in here. Hooray. Yo, just show like, It's literally right above where Clint just is. Just pan up. For the love of Stark Tower. Uh, I thought I was going to see Elena walk up behind him and hear him uh-huh. speaking. That's what I was ready for in that scene. I thought somebody was going to be standing next to him, but that, that scene was super powerful where he talked to Natasha. The Vormir music came in. Dun, 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 dun. So I, I, that was just, that was pretty heavy. All for a um, stupid orange rock. At, mm. I love that. Yeah. The, that's one yeah. of the most Clint Barton lines there is. It was so good. That was, uh, even I was like, look up, Clint, look up, says Terry. <laughs> like, please, like, I'm begging you. I'm begging, begging you. <laughs> Show me whose name is on the tower. I just can't uh, wait for the day for, to come and you'll just be like, okay. Like, all right, now I know. I mean, <laughs> it, it probably says Fisk on it. Yeah. I, Maybe. I think there's like some sort of double subterfuge going on. If I may be weird for a second and Go like just it. do just complete left field hairbrain theory. I think it's both. I think it's both Fisk, it's a Fisk Tower, but I don't think that it's him owning it. I think that, you know, Jack Duquesne runs like a front. I think that Kang Industries uh. owns the tower and that he owns it as a front. And it's a double cross with Jonathan Majors running the tower and Fisk thinking he's in control when actually Kang is really in control and letting him believe that. Okay. I that, like that. that. That could be good. In the top floor, I am one so, guy with I, everywhere on a messy desk. I'm a little, I'm a, it's, it's a big theory, and I'm a little skeptic <laughs> myself, but I like it, and I want it to be true. I mean, it's like, okay, Jonathan Majors has a thing for elevators, right? <laughs> That's right? He's going to come down an elevator and he's going to be like, disaster. I hope I'm not a disappointment. Oh, that would be wild. I, I oh, love man. it. I hope he walks out eating an apple. Yes. Make it all the Carlito like, again. He's now he's got like, like a disheveled cool. normal guy suit on. There's yeah. a computer yeah. and papers and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, he's the 2020, what, three? Four. Yeah, the twenty yeah. four. He's like that what version of the same character. Yeah, you know. Uh, but I, if I'm if I'm betting section, money, I think Fisk is on the building. The comment section it, loves Aaron's theory, and this is this is why these three are here. Hold on, put me put me on small screen. <laughs> put Charlie back up there. This is why these three of us right here are are never in jail. Okay, and, and it's because and you person, run the show. No, uh, Richard, uh, do you see me put up hands? I know, I know why Aaron and Jenna are never in jail. I, I, I know why they're big not brains, in jail ever. Big brains on Aaron and, and Aaron and Jenna. Yeah, oh, 100%. Agree totally. Charlie, you're, no, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Charlie, I'm glad you I don't get, I'm glad. I don't go to jail. I just get exiled for months at a time. 
which is what that's that's J that's that's what jail is on face. No, that's locked up like uh, tangentially. I just have to go to another country and hang out on my own island and then come back. Yeah, we we send people to exotic islands. We don't want them to suffer. We just don't want their to amplify their terrible opinions. Jim says we're canceled, so this is the last episode. Oh we're never uh, okay. coming back. This is it. This is it. Where there is no spider. We we almost yes. made it to the Spider Man. You'll, uh, never, hear episode, you'll never hear what we thought about. You'll never hear what we thought about Spider Man. <laughs> uh, no, but we will have a Spider Man bonus. Last thing I want to talk about: Do we think Hawkeye is going to get a season two? This is something I genuinely know nothing about, Jenna. I am hopeful purely because like there's enough comic precedent to make something work. I think there's a way to the way that we've kind of had continuations in some form or fashion of all of the shows so far of like WandaVision leads into multiverse and it also leads into Agatha's show. Now we have Falcon leads into cap Four. Loki is getting a season two. There's a way to do a, a second season of Hawkeye that is Kate moving to San Francisco and becoming a private eye and leaning into kind of the West coast Avengers stuff that she had in her solo run. So I think you could still call it Hawkeye. It could still be season two, but it would just be a wildly different setting and a different like group of characters, but with Kate still at the center of it. That's that's my hope. I if I'm yeah. proven wrong, then I know I'm still getting Kate elsewhere. But I want that show so badly. Yeah, and you like Hawkeye, it Hawkeye two LA yeah. woman is is exactly. The, yeah. I feel like that's where we're going. It's you know not anymore Clint, but you know Lucky and Kate going to the West Coast. Well, yeah, I mean, we the arc of the comic is so interesting. Like yeah. solving the, the mystery of, of with Madame Mask and and the yeah. the the resurrection of of people and like that. It's a really really neat arc that mm-hmm. would be so good on TV. I think the West Coast Avenger stuff is really a big possibility as well because obviously this is Hawkeye, but um, the we all thought Yelena was going to be Thunderbolts, and mm-hmm. now like it's like well now that we see this other possibility, it we would make sense. We thought was going to be Thunderbolts though. I mean, like Z- Zemo is going to be part of the Thunderbolts. Come on, we know like right. they're clear. Like it seems it seems they're very much developing Thunderbolts, but it also seems they're developing it. I, I, I think I've said this on the show before. It seems like the next big ensemble movie will be groups crossing Ooh. over and not just a, a couple of heroes. Like the next Avengers will be like the new Avengers, the West Coast Avengers, the Thunderbolts and whoever, it may be agents of Atlas, whoever else might be coming along. And maybe who knows Illuminati. I don't know. A whole bunch. Well, it's of interesting how they're, how they're, how they're creating these groups from multiple comic groups, like West Coast Avengers, new Avengers, young Avengers and champions are all, I think kind of, Lumped. I mean, I would rent champions over anything, but they're going to call it Young Avengers because branding. But like, I don't know though. You know, they've surprised us before. I can see them. Miss Marvel's on the way. I'm I'm down to yeah, see I, I think it's the champions team. I'm saying it was coming. They're going to say they're going to. They have the opportunity to use the word Avengers mm-hmm. instead of a, an unknown thing like champions, and it's going to be the champions team essentially. But they're going to call it Young Avengers because. Avengers Endgame made more money than any other movie in history. So why wouldn't you say Avengers mm-hmm. in the title of it? You know, however much we would rather have champions. I think that there's, they're mixing all these groups, which is kind of cool because we're, we can oh never God. get I almost just threw every out. single group on screen. We need to end the show. I can't talk till Friday. Um, <laughs> okay. We, we, listen, <laughs> that's a great way to end today's show. We all love talk. I episode five. Um, three of us loved Spider-Man. No way home. We will have a spoiler filled cop podcast available on Friday. This was the most fun I've had a show in a while. Comment section was hilarious. Charlie, I think you're hilarious too. So thank you for hanging and, uh, and taking all uh, everything we were. I'm so sorry to, for being here. You should be. Um, and uh, I'll go back to that's prison. Gonna, 
That's going to be to go on YouTube. Please watch our, our fan surprise video with Tom Holland, Jacob Batalon, and Zendaya. It is super fun. I'm really proud of that. Uh, and who knows? Maybe yeah, we'll- shout out, shout out, Layla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Layla. Maybe we'll be able to trick a few more of you into that in the future. I'll tell you this. I shouldn't tell you this because you're going <laughs> to use it for your advantage. Wow. But if it wow. gets to the point where where I'm 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 asking you if if we ever meet on Zoom and I'm interviewing you about why you like a character and you say is this one of those things where the cast pops up? It is no longer one of those things where the cast <laughs> pops up. You, you are disqualified, and it's very unfortunate. But uh, there are a few times that has happened, and I've had to be like, no. End meeting. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, listen, I'm really happy. I wish we could do it for more people. uh, But the fact we're able to do it at all is because you guys are all here supporting our show uh, and and having fun with us. And the the publicists and the talent and everybody are willing to work with us and do fun stuff. So uh, we're going to wrap up today's show. Charlie, your last words today. Thanks. I love this episode of Hawkeye. And I think the MCU's goal going forward should be to put Florence Pugh on the screen as much as humanly possible. Jenna, your last words for today. Um, follow me on Twitter at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. I'm sure Aaron and I will probably go to Twitter and have our little fashion corner because like Yelena's outfits in this episode. Yeah, were that sweater. I, yeah. I'm obsessed. So yeah, that follow sweater. me on Twitter at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn. It'll be a box lunch next week. Yes, I hope so. Gosh. I just said like a week ago that I needed to up my fashion knowledge on here and I haven't. I'm slacking. Uh, Aaron, your last words for today's show. <laughs> oh my God. Someone in the chat called her Yelena Bay Lova, and I'll yes. never get over it. Delightful. <laughs> uh, I'm at Summer Lake Hornet on Twitter. And hopefully, the next time I talk to you all, we figure out that Linda Carnellini has been a scroll this entire time. <laughs> Yo, chill. Burn scroll, babies. Mock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's today's show. Welcome. Third. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, what am I? Jesus. Are we running it back? What's happening? Yo, I thought I hadn't talked to Simu Liu. I didn't even know what time it was. This show um, just never ends. We're just looping. Yeah, we're just it's going to be a 40 hour loop until, until Spider Man No Way Home comes out. We're not Absolutely. leaving the air. Yeah. Welcome to the end of the show. This was episode 49, bonus episode on Friday. Great content uh, from Spider Man, The Kingsman, The Matrix. Uh, all sorts of stuff on the site uh, that we have coming up. So not all just Marvel. There's a, there are other movies coming out and the matrix and Kingsman and sing Two. yo, go to the movies, people uh, have fun, be safe, wear a mask, uh, all that stuff that you that you're supposed to do. Um, and uh, bye. <laughs>